One of the first steps in overcoming poverty is receiving an education. With each year of school, an individual's income potential increases by around 10%. Incredible, right? With more education, one has more opportunities. Today, Dave is going to give you some specifics on how you can become educated in personal finance. He is going to show you a simple process to allow you to understand how to navigate the at times complicated, messy business of personal finance. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. Okay, on today's episode, Dave's going to share a little bit how he got started investing in the 80s, knowing almost nothing to what he knows now, which is quite a bit more. Well, thanks, Nate. Again, thanks for joining me today on our podcast. And I'm going to just give you some straightforward information that hopefully will help you as you move forward in your process to become more enlightened about mutual funds and stocks and how to get that product into your portfolio so you can be successful. When I first began to transition from a saver to an investor into the stock market back in the 80s, I knew almost nothing, as Nate said. I really didn't. I wasn't uh, raised in a family that taught that at all. As a matter of fact, my dad and mom, I don't think they ever talked to me about money. It just wasn't part of their vocabulary. And hence, we really didn't have any money. We didn't, we we're very, uh, we we're lower middle class, I guess you could say. Kind of to the original point of, I don't know if, if you would say ignorant or just didn't have the financial education. So, you know, thus couldn't pass it along to you as well. That's right. And Unfortunately, I see that in the school system today. I mean, there are some changes. Uh, I know Dave Ramsey has gotten his uh, financial product into a lot of schools, thousands of schools, and is making an impact. But I would dare say most schools do not teach the basics about finance, you know, like how to balance a checkbook, how to, you know, open up a checking account, just go into a bank and do some of the basic things that you need to know to get started. So, as I've shared several times now, I was a good saver, but I really didn't know where to put my money and to get a better return than from the puny returns from my savings account. And you folks know if you have any money in a checking or savings account right now, you get basically nothing. Actually, because of inflation right now, inflation is like over 8%. If you have 0.1 or 2 or 3% or even 1% in your checking or savings account, you're losing, let's just say if it's 1%, you're losing 7% every year of the value of your money. And that's a story for another day. But you have to be somehow trying to beat that inflation rate. Otherwise, you're going backwards as far as the value of your money. So what I did was I started to read a few books from the local library where I lived in Portland, Oregon. And I would also read our newspaper regularly. The Oregonian, which is the local paper in Portland, was actually a really good paper, I thought. And it had an excellent section related to finance that I would read and study. And for example, in the finance section, you know, they'd have stories about local companies and they'd share, you know, this so-and-so company just started in, uh, well, I'll give you one example, Beaverton, Oregon. And for you that live in the 
Oregon area, you know exactly where that is. That is uh, west of downtown Portland by a few miles. And you know what company started in Beaverton, Nate? I'm going to guess Nike. Yes. Yeah, Nike's uh, where their headquarters is, uh, Beaverton in Oregon. And uh, obviously, that's a very successful company. So they would do a story on Nike and say, you know, Phil Knight's the founder and here's how he did his thing and where they're at and why this company might be a good company to invest in or why not, that kind of thing. There was another one that interested me at the time called Garden Burger. And what I liked about that was it was a local company that figured out a way to make a hamburger out of vegetables and have it taste and feel like a regular hamburger. So they were kind of ahead of their time, really. They were. They were ahead of their time. You know, now we have, I think it's called the Impossible Burger. You can get at Burger King. And uh, this was back in the uh, 80s and early 90s. And uh, I actually liked the product. I remember buying it uh, over and over again. So I bought 100 shares of that company. And uh, it did okay. It started to grow, but it didn't have the accelerated growth that I was hoping for. And so over time, I did sell it. Another example of stocks that I would see in the Newspaper was Intel, another company. It, it's not. It didn't start in Oregon, but it had a huge. It has a huge plant in uh, that Beaverton area, and they probably expanded from there since I moved away. So I learned about uh, you know microprocessors and the chips that we put in everything on Earth. Well, I'll give you one example. I, I remember I had a buddy at church, a really cool guy that I, I I looked up to, and we had a lot of fun together. We skied together and so on. But he had just moved up from after graduating from college from California. And he was trying to decide, do I work at this company called Intel? And at the time, it was a brand new company or a very young company or another company. And so he, I remember he brought it to me. He showed me this computer chip. And literally, it was almost the size of the palm of your hand. And uh, he was saying all these things that this thing, and he would call it a small little processor, what it would do, it's going to revolutionize the world. But it was a risky company at the time because this is basically a the infancy of computers and PCs. Yeah, so your friend was ahead of his time because now Intel is the name brand in chips, especially for computer chips. And you know, I don't buy a computer that doesn't have a, a good Intel processor nowadays. That's right. And But again, when you think about it, when he talked with me, Intel really wasn't even on the uh, radar, so to speak. And he, he, uh, he was not sure. I remember him clearly asking, what do you think? Do you think I should invest my career in a company that's just starting out? I don't know much about it, but it seems like it might be going somewhere. Or should I go with more established company? Well, he did choose Intel and you know the rest is history, so to speak. He did very well with, with Intel and he was an engineer and just a really neat guy. I just remember if, if you could visualize it, the size of this chip was the size of like the palm of your hand. It was huge. Yeah, it sounds pretty big for a computer chip. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing that uh, newspapers did for me was they had a, a section about stock tables and local stocks. So you could look at like three or four pages and they just had hundreds and hundreds of them. And, and it would show real small print. It would show like Nike. It would say what the price is yesterday, what the 52-week high and low was, and a few other numbers. And so you could track these things. And so people that were in the know would pull out their newspapers every day and say, okay, how did my stock do yesterday? And so on and so forth. And so you get to learn the business that way by newspapers. But as you know, today, newspapers are for all intents and purposes, they are irrelevant. They're non-existent regarding that, this type of information. 
But what has taken its place is researching stocks and mutual funds online. And I shared some of that last podcast if you wanted to touch on that. Um, I talked about Fidelity and Vanguard and Charles Schwab and, and so on and so forth. They have tons of resources and you can read all about it for free. So for example, I'm going to just give you a simple example of what you're going to see. Fidelity has a section on retirement. In that section, you can drill down to what you're specifically interested in. And I'm just going to give you a quick example if I can hopefully share with you verbally what it looks like physically on, on the line. So as an example, you'll see a line that says retirement and IRAs overview. Under that, it says what we offer, and it says rollover IRA, Roth IRA, traditional IRA, inherited IRA, Roth IRA for kids. And so if I was looking to get an IRA, I would look at those and, okay, which one am I interested in? Okay, let's, for this example, I'm interested in a traditional IRA. So I would click that, and I would drill down, and I'd get to the next section. And so they have a ton of information on those financial basics. And when you're ready to take control of your money, you just start by taking a deep breath and you jump in. So once you get to that point, you want to learn about traditional IRA, you just go into that section and just study and read and study and learn as best you can. And so then there'll be a section that'll say, the fidelity perspective. And under that, it had three little buttons and it says, one of them's budgeting. And it says, spend less than you earn and prepare for emergency costs like a medical expense or car repair. Have you ever heard that before? I've talked about those things. Spend less than you earn. Then the next tab, it says managing debt. Eliminate high interest debt like credit cards or private student loans. Then the next section is on savings. When saving for retirement, an early start can make all the difference. Make the most of your contributions through available employer match programs. So these are all things I've actually talked about. And uh, those are things that you would learn on a site like this, in this case, Fidelity. So the next box says, get a financial checkup now. It takes five minutes to see what you're doing right with your money and what needs work. Answer a few simple questions key to your future retirement and get an action plan with the next steps for where to consider putting your next dollar. Another section talked about budgeting your money and a little button you'd hit tips for better budgeting. And it says you can track your money and still have a life. Learn how to slice up your paycheck to make sure you're spending in the right areas. So there are tons of sites like that to help you. And I know I breezed through it. I didn't really go into depth on that. But what I'm trying to show you as just one example is if you can just take the time, go on to one of these sites, Fidelity, Vanguard, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, and there's many others. These are just the big ones I'm talking about. Become educated in this financial business that I'm talking about. Yeah. And I know it is, as Dave mentioned, it is a little hard to visualize as he's talking about this Fidelity website as we are listening here on a audio podcast. So you're not actually able to see it. But I hope what you're taking away from this is these companies, obviously, they would like you to invest with them for your retirement, but they provide a lot of great resources. So just as Dave is mentioning here, this Fidelity site pretty much walks down almost everything you need as far as getting started with investing and what you need to know on setting up a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. You know, on previous podcasts, obviously Dave's mentioned how much he favors that Roth IRA and how great of an option it is for you. And if you're interested in getting started, I mean, all you have to do right there is just go to that Fidelity website and click on the Roth IRA and it will show you what you need to do. 
So, you know, naturally, as he mentioned, there's budgeting, there's all different things for you to get better educated on your financial journey. Yeah. And I'll just add one more thing, an example on like Fidelity. I know your eyes probably glazed over when I went through that section just today, but I'll tell you, there's another thing on their site that's really good that you can do. Um, You might have to have a a user ID and uh, a password to get in. It is a really cool tool where you, you put in your data, your information, your money, your, what your stocks and bonds are, and so on and so forth. And then it helps you track how you're doing. And so you can see, let's just say you got, I don't know, $10,000, $50,000 in Fidelity. And you have some in cash, you have some in mutual funds, and maybe you have a couple of stocks. You bought Tesla and Nike. So they put all that data in and they break it down and, and you can give them different options, but it'll show you over a course of years, what that money will probably do for you. And it'll tell you if you're on track to be successful, to get to the goal that you're looking for, uh, whether it's retirement or just that goal to save for the, the first house or whatever it is. So, and it's a visual thing that you can see, you know, show your breakdown. It's, it's excellent. And uh, all the big companies have that. Yeah, that sounds cool. All right, let's uh, close with these three points. As a new person to finance, Begin by becoming a good saver. Don't let anyone or anything get in your way of that goal. I know I'm a broken record, but I'm telling you, that's what you got to do. And until you get so mad at yourself that you haven't done it yet, you're not going to win with money. The second thing I want to mention is once you have some resources, some money, begin to educate yourself via one of these sites that I mentioned today. Then when you have some good basic knowledge, then put some of your hard-earned money to work for you in a financial brokerage firm, and you will be on your way to succeeding with money. Yeah, so I like how you outlined kind of these simple steps here. Of One, if you don't have any money to invest, it's time to start saving. I mean, you always recommend saving no matter however much money you're making, whether that be a lot or a little. That's right. That's and, the beginning. And save as much as you can. And then from there, educate yourself and Use one of these websites to start investing your hard-earned money so that your money works for you. So lastly, we want you to take action. All right. So educating yourself does take some effort on your part, just like growing a muscle, right? We've talked about that before. But mastering a favorite sport or learning a new language is, does take work. However, by taking charge of your life, and in this case, your financial life, you will win with money. Please don't put it off. I know you want to get better at it, so please begin today. Lastly, if you have any type of financial question, please contact me via savelikedave.com. I am here for you. Yep, and we hope you do. We hope that you reach out to Dave. He's happy to provide any free guidance. Obviously, he's not a a paid financial advisor, but he has a lot of a wealth of experience and he's on this stage of a journey just wants to help you out. So that wraps up today's episode. On the next episode, we have a question for you. Are you financially literate? Yeah, we know, you know you've been listening to this podcast for a little bit, but ask yourself that question. Do you consider yourself financially literate? Well, next podcast, you will learn some basic financial terms, terms like budgeting, emergencies, debt, and so forth. Pretty exciting stuff, huh? Well, for most of you listening, that sounds like a snooze fest, I'm guessing. Perhaps not all that exciting. That's right. 
However, I think Dave just might surprise you with some of those great ideas on those topics and a few more. So stay tuned to next week's episode. And Dave, go ahead and finish with today's scripture verse. All right, Nate, thank you. The scripture today is from Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction.